On this episode of the podcast, we talk to Adam McGale and see if radio is a good fit for realtors in 2020. Podcasting from BC's beautiful Sunshine Coast, this is the Canadian Real Estate Marketing Podcast. Each week, you'll hear ideas designed to help Canadian realtors get more clients and make more money. Here are your hosts, Val Labreck and Paul Polson. On this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Adam McGale. Adam's been in broadcasting for more than 18 years. And in his nearly two decades in radio, Adam's been a senior producer, a copywriter, and the director of client services for Jim Pattinson Broadcast Group. He currently brings that wealth of radio experience to the sales side as an advertising consultant for 1023 Now Radio and Up 99.3 Radio, which are two very popular radio stations in the very competitive Edmonton market. That would be enough for most people, but not for Adam McGale. Adam also owns and operates Air Support Radio, a full-service radio advertising company. Air Support develops campaigns, jingles, imaging, and pretty much anything else that involves a microphone. He's also the announcer in our intro. He's a two-time Crystal Awards winner, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Industry's version of the Oscars. His kids are cute, his wife is beautiful, and he's a damned handsome man. Adam, welcome to the podcast. I already brought it with you. Excellent. (laughs) Just sitting over here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) what a cheesy guy. <laughs> it's great. Plus, I love it. You can tell that I do radio because I got a, a mic sitting behind me here. and like Makes you a professional speaker. and a speaker. It's great. <laughs> you got to trust me now. We'll just dive right into it. All right. In a landscape that's dotted with podcasts, streaming video, and social media, is radio a still a viable option for realtors that want to advertise? Totally. Why do you think it's not? Just You're the expert. I, I have these questions. I just need answers. <laughs> Yeah, no, honestly, like there's, there's, uh, as everybody knows, there's, there's more ways to get yourself out there than ever right now. And in a lot of ways, that could be super frustrating when you're trying to figure out what to do, because you can feel like you're supposed to do every single channel that's out there through the like dozens of social media ones that are viable and digital advertising and billboards and radio and so on uh the reason that i'd always put radio into the mix if you could afford it because that is a big thing if you're just starting out it is it can be too expensive for you to start out too easily but uh if you're established and ready to bring in a lot of people to hear your brand it's huge because i'd say of all the media out there there's really only a couple that are local and can bring a story to them Because really when you're buying digital advertising, not all digital advertising, but uh, a lot of it is just buying some keywords and really fighting amongst everybody on there. Whereas radio and TV uh, both can bring a local story that can be sent out to, in a lot of markets, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people where you can really, what we call it, it's, it's the top of the funnel for advertising where you're contacting a lot of people, making sure that they have a feeling about you. And then when they go to to interact with you, of course, they're going to go online and they're going to go to your website and interview you there. But it, it's really the only way to get a mass amount of people in a city to hear about you and get to know you consistently. So it works really well with all other mediums. And uh, yeah, it it's, it's, can be a big way to make yourself the top person in town. And I think it's probably like any type of media, really, that... If it's used right, it works well. And if it's not, it doesn't work. Totally. Like you can, uh, we've all listened to the radio and know that probably 90% of the ads on it are crap, right? <laughs> There's a lot of garbage <laughs> on the radio, which is another reason that I 
kind of prefer it. I, like, I, I wish radio didn't have a reputation where there's a lot of crap on the radio, but it, it clearly does, and we all know that. But it also gives you a good chance, if you truly care about the creative and you hire somebody who gets it, to stand out really well with something that's very interesting and you know, if you can rise above all of that garbage that's out there, right? Which probably goes for anything. Like uh, one thing that we'd say, which probably goes for any medium, but uh, radio really, uh, it's only going to do for your business what was going to happen anyway, but it's just going to make it happen faster. So if you're not ready for what uh, radio is going to bring you or your product isn't where it needs to be, uh, if you're not a well-oiled machine and you start to bring in a radio advertising campaign, it can put you out of business as well. But if you're ready and you're really good at what you do, it's just going to take you where you're going to be going faster. It's it's fertilizer. Touching on that, it, that it has the ability to drive a huge amount of business and traffic. How does COVID impact that right now? Is this a good time or a bad time for a realtor to get into radio? If, if you're able to, uh, if your business is running along good enough that you feel like you're able to expand, it's the best time I've ever seen because there's more people listening to the radio at the moment, at least with the stations that I, I work for and, and a lot of them across the, uh, who we compete with. But uh, we have a lot more listeners and that, that hasn't really gone down or anything. And there's a lot of people who are just looking for normalcy, especially in the beginning. It's, uh, it's getting a little bit closer back to normal now, but uh, I, there's a few things that's really good with radio that way. So at the moment, people were looking for normalcy. They wanted to tune into a station and not be completely just overwhelmed with dour horribleness. So good radio stations were trying to stay away from that. I, I get that news stations are not able to do that as much. The people are coming there for the news. But uh, on a regular radio station, most stations kept the hosts live from the actual stations themselves and kept everything light even on our on our stations we end up having to lighten up the music on it because people would be texting and saying oh can you not play this music that's so downbeat like and we won't play a lot of that but every once in a while you throw one on and people are all over it like i don't want to hear this i don't want to be depressed so they're coming for an escape uh, a lot of people more people than ever before are quarantining in their homes and uh, they can't all be as popular as a paul paulie polson out there who have a lot of friends to lean on. So uh, there's a lot of people that are very lonely in their homes and uh, a radio station and the personalities on it are how they interact with people. So it's, people are hanging out there a lot. The other thing at the moment is radio stations are suffering through this. Like it's not hard to imagine that a lot of the uh, revenue has been cut from stations as, as businesses aren't able to make a go of it or just pulling back during this time. So radio stations are offering, there's a, there's a lot of them that are offering, like you've seen some free ones going out there, that, uh, uh, which I don't quite get. But uh, every station is lowering rates and adding in bonusing or some version of that. So it's a lot lower entry point to get in. Also, there's a lot less advertisers on air, so you're competing against a lot less. Also... The ads have gotten a lot more crappy again because you've listened to the radio station and every single one is in these trying times and they're just depressing everybody on there. So when you pop in with an ad, 
that's taking that idea of what radio is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a fun place where you can escape from things. And you put that into your ad while having empathy, you're going to stand out a lot. In a good way. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't, you don't have to be dour to uh, talk during these times. You just need somebody who can help you speak during it. So you've convinced me that radio is a viable platform and that this is a good time to maybe get into advertising on the radio. Can you walk me through how a radio campaign happens? Like I know on my end, on the digital end, we're responsible for everything, right? We shoot the creative, we write it, we upload it, we schedule it. How much input, how involved am I in with a radio campaign? Uh, you would be completely involved in it, but you wouldn't have to do much other than supply people with knowledge about your company. So it should come down that uh, usually, I imagine if you're running a business, a lot of time you have people like me calling you anyway, so that you, you don't even even have to do the contacting the station part usually, but uh, sometimes uh, you do. And if you're contacting the station, you pick the ones you want and always try and pick the demographic that you're trying to serve. Uh, I know realtors will specialize as much as a radio station does. Radio stations will go in with a specific demo that they're looking for. Like if they want to skew towards women, 25, 54, and so on, that's who they're talking to. You, of course, get people across the board uh, who are outside of that range. But you want to make sure that you find one that matches with what you're doing. So if you're looking to sell condos a lot and that's your, your main area that you're selling, then you're going to be looking for a younger sounding station. If you're dealing with a lot of empty nesters that are moving on elsewhere, then you're going to want to find the station that caters to an older demographic. If you're selling everything, good for you, and you can just go to the biggest station in town and, and just own that one. Uh, pretty much any station will be able to do something for you. It's just using them correctly uh, with what your brand is and making sure you're speaking to that audience correctly. So where are we going with this, Paul? <laughs> so um, do I need to write the ad? Do I need to voice the ad? Oh, yeah. How much so help do I get to, with that? Yeah, you'd uh, come to somebody like me who's, uh, like you said in the intro, has done creative, done production. There's a team of people. You'll have, a, you'll have a writer. You'll have a producer. You'll have your salesperson. If you come to a person like me, I end up being all three of those. Uh, so you'll, you'll, get, you'll have a profile. We'll learn about you. We'll make sure to write something specific for you. A good writer will be able to explain why they wrote their creative the way they did. It's something to watch out for. Uh, I don't mean to throw anybody under the bus in the industry, but uh, sometimes it's a low bar to get into creative. And uh, it's, it's an entry point for a lot of people. And they're trying, but a lot of times people will write cliches. Try not to get somebody with cliches. Make sure that you get somebody who explains exactly why they wrote something in a certain way. The best ads are the hardest ones to approve. That Usually people, when they start advertising, want to have ads that sound like ads. Those are the worst ads that you can put on the air. People have a firewall in their head. They don't want to hear ads. So you got to kind of trick them into hearing ads. And that's by making it fun, making it, uh, doesn't always have to be fun, but making it something people aren't expecting to hear on the radio. That doesn't mean that it has to be something outrageous either, but just don't make it sound like what you expect a cliche to add to be. So we'll be able to help you with that. And if you can explain it out, we'll explain to you why it is the way it is. So a good way to remember that is if you can take your ad, take your name out of it and put your biggest competitor's name in and the ad still makes sense, it's not a good ad. It's got to be for you, not for the industry. So what part of the real estate industry is best suited to radio? Like you'd kind of touched on price that there can be a barrier to entry. So is it 
realistic for a single agent to advertise on radio or is it reserved for like teams of like two or more agents or are we really looking like at a brokerage level where it's one buy and then you know 20 or 30 agents underneath that one buy all of them can work uh it just depends at what point you are in your uh professional career uh, i've done them for both uh I, I have a couple ads that i can send you to to add into here uh, I'll, I'll touch on a couple of them so one of them uh years and years ago when uh, when you and i worked, worked together at magic 99 in edmonton there was a business called schmidt realty group so that was at the brokerage level where they were just advertising everything for all their realtors they were talking about schmidt specifically uh, which was a good way to go in for them specifically because they weren't Remax, they weren't uh, Coldwell Banker or what are all these uh, these different ones that you would come yeah, under Century 21 and Sussex. Yeah, big, and, yeah. It wasn't a big one. It was, it was owned by the Schmitz and they were starting their own in town. So it made a lot of sense for it to be about that brokerage because there's a lot you could say what would make them different. Uh, what they ended up doing was actually pretty smart, which I'd say... If you're going into radio as a realtor, I think you'd want to mirror this in some way. Both the examples I'll send you do this, but uh, they end up being a bit of a classified ad. So on, if you're just listening as a listener, you would think that they're specifically just advertising certain listings. That ad would have two different listings per ad, and we'd change it weekly to make sure that all of her clients were getting their properties mentioned. I don't think it's likely that people were listening and heard something about that property and went, Hey, I heard about this bungalow over in Oliver. Like, uh, what can I buy that? I I don't think that was happening, but it did make her clients feel like they're getting something that other realtors weren't getting them. The main point of that ad was to get across Schmidt realty group and what they do to be different. So it was two different things that were happening within the same ad. Uh, making the clients feel good that you're adding something that other realtors weren't, but really it was your opportunity to show what you do differently and make people have a feeling about Schmidt itself. I'm Kathy Schmidt of Schmidt Realty Group with today's feature property report, a look at some of the most exciting listings on the market. Your golf game is steps away. Live in the lodge at Lewis Estates, right on the Lewis Estates golf course. One bedroom, $199, $999. Build your lakefront home in Parkland County's beauty. This acreage on Clear Lake is just 35 minutes from Edmonton, listed at $129. Excellent opportunities, excellence in real estate. Schmidt Realty Group, take a virtual tour of our feature listings and more at WeSellEdmonton.com. Uh, the other one I'll send you is for a realtor that I work with now called, named Jill Jordan. That one, she does have a team, but the whole ad is based around Jill Jordan. Uh, and it's the funnest one to work on because it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I don't write that one. There's a talented guy back at the station who who writes that one, and I, I voice it. And it's uh, all based around Jill Will, which is just trying to get people to remember her name. And then she got the website jillwill.ca. Or .com, I'm not sure which it is actually off the top of my head. But uh, it's always ridiculous scenarios that you'll, you'll hear it in the ad here where it's talking about uh, uh, what Jill will do. She'll she'll bring out the rubber gloves and the and the flashlight to see what's going on there in your home valuation. She'll judge the disco ball in the ce- ceiling. She'll she'll pass out on the bedroom. She'll like ask to move in, all these things. 
You're ready to put your home on the market, but you're not sure how much to sell it for. Who will break out her black light and rubber gloves to give you a thorough, free home evaluation? Jill will. Who will cringe at the shag carpeting in the bathroom and stare in disbelief at the disco ball in the dining room? Jill will. And who will recommend you not show the place until you remove some of the mirrors from the master bedroom? Jill will. Get your free home evaluation by Jill Jordan and the team at Jordan & Associates Remax Real Estate. Learn more at Jill will.ca all these ridiculous scenarios that people wouldn't expect to hear in a radio ad and it's worked really really well on it like people remember it for it and it's because she's giving people a feeling about her that, that she has uh, this personality and it would be fun to work with her on the other side in a good way it i'm sure it pushes away a lot of people would be like i wouldn't work with somebody who would do that which is perfect because then you're at least something to people right there's people that are coming to you because you are like that. You're pushing away clients that you're probably not going to mesh with very well, but at least you're saying something. You're not coming out as a cliche and saying, Jill Jordan has been in business for 20 years in the Edmonton market. She has a great attention to detail and like on and on with all the stuff like, yeah, okay, boring, boring, boring. Like she's coming out and she's saying something and they're not a lot of realtors that are doing it, which is another great way to use radio because it's not super common that realtors are on. Can you give us an idea of, um, you know, what a, an agent would be looking at if they wanted to start a campaign, like as far as like a, a time commitment and a, a rough dollar figure? Are we talking like hundreds, thousands, millions of dollars to get a realtor on air? Uh, well, it's it's can be a huge range, and uh, that would go by station and by market as well. I can't really talk to smaller media markets, although I think they are similar. Uh, I would say time commitment. Realtors are definitely a branding campaign. And uh, between those, are like, you can think of it as two things. There's branding and there's transactional. Transactional is when you hear an ad come on the air and you're saying, get out here this weekend. We're having a sale on this. Oh, my God, please come out. And that ad's going to be over in a week. That's not going to be something that a realtor's going to be able to do. So it's definitely brand. And when you're branding, it's gonna, it means you're on the air all the time. So if you decide to be on it, Try to do it in a way where you can consistently be on there and consistently be in front of people. You can do that in a bunch of different ways that would cost a, a lot of different amounts. But uh, I'd say like in a major market, if you're looking between $3,000 and $5,000 monthly would get you a really good uh, campaign on some stations. More expensive t stations are going to cost up to $8,000 and even $10,000 monthly. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of those types of stations but uh usually if you're around four or five grand you, you you'll be able to do something good but uh you can also start smaller so the way to do that is to buy horizontally so you can go to stations some will let you some will be weird and not but uh it's worth asking or worth trying to force it through to buy horizontally would mean go in and try to buy the morning morning show only but try buy the drive time only buy an ad only in the noon hour daily. So instead of buying enough frequency to cover the entire station, buy enough frequency to cover one day part of it, and then you'll end up spending less. So if you had two ads into a morning show, Monday through Friday, that'll cost you a lot less, and then you can get in at a lower bar. And you could grow that, and then as you find success in it, then you could grow out to more. Uh, one suggestion I'd have for that is stick with one station. Try not to spread it out too quickly. If you're becoming massively successful and you want to keep adding to it, make sure that you buy a, 
one station fully until you move on to the next one because you don't want to spread it out and have not enough frequency. A, a good way to look at it is if you're buying a station fully, you'll probably want to have at least 25 ads on a week. Another way you can do it uh, without going to radio but using the same medium is to use Spotify, which will cost you whatever you want. I think it's uh, the, the lowest they'll let you spend is $250 on a campaign, but you could stop it at any point. So you could spend whatever you want. The good thing on that if you're starting is you could uh, come to somebody like me, get me to put together an ad for you. Spotify will do it for free for you on there too, but I think those are generally pretty crappy ads. But uh, come get an ad and market to wherever you're farming. So if you're, you can go by postal code and then you're only speaking specifically to those. Obviously, if you're going by postal code, you're probably going to want to stick to a listing message instead of a buying message. I know a lot of people will want to buy within the same area they're in, but probably the safest message would be to try and get people to sell their homes because you're the best at that area. Speak to it, be completely as hyper-local as you can be. Then you can spend a lot less and try in the areas you're working in before growing to a radio station. So you talked about uh, maybe uh, coming to a production house like yourself to get creative done. At what point other than Spotify does that make sense for a realtor? Like if I'm going to the station and they're going to give me the creative, at what point do I say I've outgrown the station and I want uh, uh, like my own producer or I want an agency looking after my creative for me? I think it's whenever they, whenever you're not feeling completely comfortable with it. I think it's worth going to the station and letting them have it a try at it. But if you're not feeling completely confident, and like I said, use that. The one simplest thing I could say is if you could cross your name out and put your competitors in and it still makes sense as an ad, it's, it's not good enough. So use something like that. Make sure that the person who wrote the ad or even the person who sold the ad because they can be good at this too uh, can explain to you exactly what their plan is for this ad why they think it's going to work what timeline they think it will work on because it does take radio branding time to work it takes at least three months before you're going to see a real good uptick on it uh, and then it'll just grow and grow in value like uh, with basically compounding interest on it as people get to know you more but really if if you don't feel completely confident Search until you find somebody that makes you confident in what they're doing. But yeah, it doesn't have to be bad because it's free coming from a radio station. A lot of good creative comes from the radio station. So at least give it a try. Well, you won one of your two awards with the radio station, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so <there laughs> Although then that client completely canceled afterwards because they were terrified of it. So <laughs> there's that. Well, that leads into this then. What is the best idea you had for a, a real estate campaign, for a realtor, for a brokerage, for a home builder, whatever it might be, that you thought was a really great idea, but uh, you just couldn't get somebody to commit to it? Either they were too afraid or it was too out in left field. Can you share some with, something like that with us? Uh, you know, what? why don't we just go to that crystal one? Because okay. uh, I know that's not a realtor or anything, but uh, it was something that was a really good idea. And it'll show you how uh, businesses can be afraid of good ideas. Uh, so that one was uh, for the Edmonton Eskimos. <laughs> and uh, I, I wrote ads to be rivalry ads. So every time we were selling game day tickets, we would uh, pretty much make fun of the other team in a very dramatic way. And, and it was fine. It was, it was, they, they sounded awesome and uh, they did well, but eventually we ended up having to play Saskatchewan and they're there. They can be crazy about their team. I'm sure everybody knows. And uh, within it, we were bragging about, uh, we were 
talking about who is going to be coming to Commonwealth Stadium because you know they're they're great fans and they'll come and support the team. So we were trying to get Eskimo fans to come out to combat against them. So we were making fun of them about how you know they like to brag about how they've won an amazing three Grey Cups over the course of a, a century. <laughs> and uh, basically one point in it, we called them horrible human beings. And that's what ended up going crazy and ended up being a news story ac- across the, the nation and uh, had a lot of people trying to <laughs> come after us and everything. But that game was like the biggest gate they had. It was absolutely exploding, but they got afraid of the news story attached to it, which wasn't all negative. There was a ton of positive with it. Uh, and they ended up, they didn't cancel their program, but they stopped using me as the writer and put out some very, very boring ads afterwards and continued to do that, which is sad. You know, the point of it is to make it work and you shouldn't be afraid of it working. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's something different that stands out. And obviously people noticed and uh, noticed in a big way. And uh, yeah, they ran from That's it. That is something to consider. Like uh, when, when you hear the, the Jill Will ads, You'll see why some people will end up probably complaining about those ads. Uh, that might not be your personality and might not be something that you would air. Uh, that's fine. You'd just be finding your personality because that's what we're, we'd be putting across. But uh, if your personality brings out ads that can bring in some complaints because everything will draw complaints in some way from someone. I mean, I'm sure everyone's been on the internet at some point. People like to complain. Don't worry about those. We actually take those as, as measurement of success. For every person that's complaining, there are a ton of people who are completely loving hearing those ads. So I know it can be tough when somebody says something bad about something that has your name on it. You got to get a thick skin on that. But if you're a realtor, you've already probably learned to have a thick skin on a lot of different things too. So make that transfer into this as well. If a realtor in the Edmonton region wanted to talk to you about uh, advertising on the radio, how do they get a hold of you, Adam? Uh... I guess they would call me. <laughs> Want me to get a business card and put it? <laughs> you could just give me your. Well, people will be listening in the podcast as well. So if you have a a, a phone number, you could convey it using your voice. <laughs> oh yeah, that's smart. Yeah, just like audio. Yeah, I, yeah. like I on the radio. Have, yeah, I should have produced an audio business card for you to play here. Uh, yeah, they can call me at seven eight zero nine eight three five three three eight. That's 780-983-5338. But otherwise, if you called either station, you'd get me. If you went to my uh, my website for, for air support, you could find me. All the information's there. That's airsupport.ca. Not air supply. Air support. Air support. Yeah, yeah. we'll leave a link in the, uh, in, the, in the show notes and descriptions and all the rest with Adam's contact info. And if somebody is listening from out of market, you still work with people that aren't in Edmonton? Yeah, I work with... Uh, Anybody in North America at the moment, uh, I could work uh, worldwide. The only thing that's holding me back is my uh, music library wouldn't be licensed to that, but I'm sure I could figure that out. Okay, cool. And so, yeah, for out of market, then they would just reach you through your website at airsupport.ca. Yeah, to be honest, most of the stuff I do through Airsupport is in the States. Adam, thanks for your time. Thanks for educating us about radio and, uh, yeah, making time in your day for us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Paul. Thanks for having me on the thing. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with someone else that might feel the same way. And if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and review the podcast. We're Val Lebrecht and Paul Polson, and this has been the Canadian Real Estate Marketing Podcast.